0: Oh my god, it's a run-in! Okay, welcome back. Here we are, running in once again. Murder Gymnastics, a wrestling podcast. We're here to do a run-in episode. My name is Carl, otherwise known as Mr. Meanie, and guess who's here? That's right, Paul's here. Yo! There he is. See, I'm going to change up every week until I finally figure out the right way to introduce you. Or who knows what? I'm going to keep going. Yo! Yo! <laughs> All right, so we're doing something totally different this week. We thought it would be fun to talk about a TV show that we watched that was a wrestling documentary. And it, it I wasn't expecting, I didn't even know this show existed until a few months ago. It's called Monster Factory on Apple TV. And we, my wife and I just discovered it by flicking through going, what are we going to watch? And I saw it. I, I, I didn't think it was even wrestling when I clicked on it. And when I read the description, I kind of squeed a bit because I'm like, oh my God, it's a show about wrestling. <laughs> we watched it. It was, I think, six episodes, five episodes, four episodes, something like that. And it was such a fun little ride into this world. Monster Factory is literally what it is. So the show is a, it's a, it's it's a wrestling school. So that's why they call it a factory. It's a place where they're, they're producing wrestlers, hopefully that are going to make it somewhere in the world, anywhere for these young wrestlers, young and old to to continue their careers it was really fascinating uh my initial impression of the show was it was awesome i had i smiled i even had a little tear i laughed there was some some kind of heart-wrenching moments a couple of people i was t- sympathizing with and it had adventure it, it was basically like pro wrestling wrapped up into a documentary i really enjoyed it what do you think
1: yeah i really liked it too and i'm glad you i'm glad you found it and then suggested it to me because yeah, this was not on my radar at all. I had no idea it existed. And it it's the kind of show that it knows what it is. It hits the sweet spots. It never o- overstays its welcome. Nope. And it's perfect. You're You're rooting for these people to achieve their dreams. It's that behind-the-scenes glimpse of what it takes. And we'll get into a little more of some of the major stars. But, yeah. And yeah. it's... You're instantly rooting for Danny Cage, and it was a pure
0: informative documentary. It was not exploitive reality television. It was not there to nope. to it, It's not the dark side of the ring. It's not there to try to like oh, shocking. It was to it was trying to put these people over. It, that's the purpose of the show. And I think it did a great job of that. It treated yeah. the audience as newbies, which I thought was really fun. Even if you're an old school wrestling fan, that's not who necessarily is watching this. So they were teaching you the terms about baby faces and heels and what a promo is and what a bump is. I thought that was really cool, giving a little almost pop-up video style history lesson on wrestling. I thought that was really an effective way to start it. Even though, like, I guess maybe if you're stuck-in-the-mud old wrestling fan, you might be like, oh. God, I already, we all know this already. Well, I'm sorry. No, not everyone knows this stuff. Casual people no. off the street watching wrestling don't, they might not even know babyface. That may not be a term they've heard before. So,
1: yeah. For some people, it's the good guys and the bad guys. So, exactly that. Like hearing some terminology that maybe they've never heard before, some behind the curtain terminology. And one thing I really appreciated about this show was that they weren't afraid to show the warts. Like, Denny totally. Cage is not always the most likable guy. He's not he, he he's not always somebody that you would want to be around and he knows it and he owns it and that's kind of shows you exactly what these people have to endure and he's not sugarcoating it. He's just telling them like it is and you need that. If you're going to survive in an industry like that, you need that.
0: You felt that sort of father figure thing that he had going it was like part father part head coach because mm-hmm. a head coach has got to grill you and get you, you know but the father in you is like nurturing though and still wanting you to be not just okay but the best you that you can be mm-hmm. and he also because so danny cage he's the the main he's the he runs the shot he runs the show he runs the business and he's a retired professional wrestler he's a veteran and so he knows what it takes to be a wrestler. He knows what it takes to survive the bumps and the bruises and the touring. But he also knows what it means to get on television and to deal with promoters, to deal with agents, to deal with all the personalities, to be on television, hot cameras and all that stuff. So a- anyone that's not listening to him is really not, they probably shouldn't be there because that's yeah. the type, that's your ticket to becoming a wrestler is having someone like that to give you the 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 the, the ins and outs. The do's and don'ts, right? And a lot of people don't have that. And if you have someone like that, you got to listen. You got to don't just use them and toss them away. Make sure that they've that they're more important to you than your wrestling tights are at that point. So,
1: yeah. Well, and I think he's got a really good bullshit detector on who's just there to be there and who's there because it's a passion. It's a dream. And because his career was cut short from I'm pretty sure it was a knee injury. I think it was. He's he's invested in these athletes these future stars and he sees in them what they could be and he's trying to help them achieve what he was never able to and not through his own shortcomings but just his career was cut short so you're right like he really is kind of that perfect mentor where there's no ego there he he wants you to do better than he ever did yeah exactly
0: exactly and so this show is not like the old tough enough used to be, there's no eliminations. It's not, it's not a reality show in that way. You're just watching a person that runs a school that's trying to get all his students to be as successful as they can be. Whether they just spend time at the school, become a better person and then move on with their lives or spend time with the school, get discovered, become a wrestler, like on, like in a promotion somewhere and succeed. So yeah, like there's, there's only two ways to go from his school and both of them can be success you could see him that's how he felt like there's no failure in trying if you at least are giving 100% effort then you did it you gave yeah. the effort if it doesn't work out not everyone can reach that pinnacle but yep. the the most important pinnacle it's getting all cheesy but is inside yourself right we all know mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. just we're doing a podcast right now it's not the world's largest podcast it's not the world's largest podcast, I can speak, but we're doing it and we do it every week. And that's about being consistent. And that's what wrestling, you cannot become a good wrestler if you're not consistent, if you're not training. I'm not gonna say all that saying your prayers and eat your vitamin stuff because we know Hulk Hogan was was uh was a taking, fraud. he was taking them special vitamins them. He was <laughs> the sharp pointy, the sharp pointy ones. But yeah, so this show it took place, I think it was in New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey, Paulsboro, yep, New Jersey. New Jersey kind yep. of a place that I, like, I've never heard the name before. I was like, Paul, small town USA, but it made sense for. Sounds like school. my kind of town. <laughs> <in> <laughs> right. Paulsboro. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, this guy's tough on his students. He seems like an asshole at times, but he's not. He's just, he's being as tough as he thinks he needs to be. Cause he knows that the business is tough and you can't be soft and deal with all the shit you're going to go through in your career. Yeah. And he's never abusive. He's never mean. Nope. He goes through some hard times himself during that show there's oh like, yeah heartbreaking there's, shit that happens yeah. during filming like it's his mom she's sick and it's just
1: it's hard and to trying watch trying to deal that find the Oof. balance between really being invested and being present for these people but also deal with all the shit that's happening on the personal side of his life
0: yeah it's tough yeah. and yet it also showed how focused and committed he is to these wrestlers that he mm-hmm. can somehow manage Things in his personal life collapsing. And we've all had it where something in your actual life is going terribly wrong, but you still have a job Monday to Friday, or you still have cats or pets to take care of, or you still have bills to pay or whatever.
1: Responsibilities that they don't care.
0: And like it can completely debilitate you and destroy you and it, it happens to people all the time but you see mm-hmm. some people can power through it or find a way to focus and i was so impressed with how he was able to do that because mm-hmm. having like i dealt with a, a mother's illness and death years ago and it it, I, it destroyed me for like nine months and i couldn't have run a wrestling promotion during that time and he managed it was really awe-inspiring to watch how he handled it i really mm-hmm. gained unbelievable respect for a guy that i didn't really know very well so yeah. that was really cool to see the, take a quick look at some of this alumni that has come from the school because it's pretty cool. Like yeah. I, a school that I'd never heard of, I, I quickly went to Wikipedia and I'm like, oh, well, Balls Mahoney, Seamus, Godfather, Bam Bam Bigelow, The Headbangers, King Kong Bundy. I'm like, wait a second, The Big Show, Matt Riddle, who's currently wrestling in WWE. Who else we got on here? D'Lo Brown, Damian Priest, who is currently wrestling in Judgment Day. Like, that's a hell of a list of people that's impressive. Yeah, that's an it, impressive it, list
1: it is incredible and the fact that he gets recent alumni like people that are involved in current wrestling like in one episode you see qt marshall who's involved in aew and also new japan oh, yeah. strong yeah you see him come in and give the pep talk to the the students and kind of that behind the scenes peek at like what it takes. And I would say that exactly that, like one thing that I really liked is that, yeah, he just keeps you Brian cage, really <laughs> Brian cage, Danny cage, right? You've been watching Brian too much AEW, cage. Paul. <laughs> I really have uh, Danny cage. He doesn't let his talent stagnate either. Right? Like if somebody gets on a roll and they're doing really well in something, he can pinpoint when you're just coasting and you're no longer doing the work and yeah, he'll call you out on it and people need that because sometimes it's you, you get comfortable. You're like, yeah, I got this. I got this. And it's like, no, you don't have this. You've, you've, you've reached, you plateaued and what you're yeah. doing <laughs> is no longer landing the way it did because now it's just predictable. Exactly. So. Exactly so,
0: yeah. so the, yeah the series so it followed basically sort of five key people there's a lot more than five at the school obviously but there was five featured people that they were looking at uh bobby buffet was really fascinating to follow he's the he's their uh him. he's their champion right their heavyweight champion yeah he used to flip burgers at a fast food place and now he's flipping people in the ring right doing suplexes <laughs> so he had such an amazing attitude his hashtag feast yeah. mode you know he's hungry and he's gonna go chop a bite yeah. out of you like It was just great. He smiled all the time. Uh, You could see, you know, outside the ring and dealing with adversity, uh, very emotional kid. He, he, he wore Mm -hmm. his emotions on his sleeves. He didn't hide how he was feeling, but that really made you feel if he, if he can work on his promos and if he becomes a wrestler and he can do that, because that's powerful when you can have someone that you can see, if you can tear up and cry in the ring while you're doing a promo, man, you're going to, you're going to have the fans like just eating out of the palm of your hand. So
1: People buy into that authenticity, and the fact that he raps his own intro music, it's just that added extra layer of fun, and yeah, that he he doesn't take himself too seriously, but seriously enough, like, yeah, this guy's got kind of the it factor that you can't teach. Exactly, exactly,
0: so great following him, Uh, there's uh, the Notorious Mimi. She was uh, she seemed kind of like the star protege. They were kind of marketing her as like she's young, she has all the tools and really it seems like she can do whatever whatever she sets her mind towards. As long as she stays committed to wrestling and she has this cage behind her back giving her support, yeah. she should find success if she can avoid injuries. She's kind of I don't want to say like got doors opening, but she's she has all of the pieces and already the attitude and the skill and the support of, of the Monster Factory. So it looks like she's definitely someone that, you know, at her age, we could see her in, in, in the next couple of years showing up yeah. somewhere and doing something. So
1: Well, and really a Swiss Army knife, like she could do any anything like setting up a ring or, you know, setting up pads, whatever. But she was willing to do the work. Didn't matter what it was. If you asked her to do it, she'd do it. So, you know, those kind of people, they really, you know, it's good to have the, the support but they will also through their work ethic also create their own opportunities totally. and having that backing just opens that door even further i think.
0: totally i i found uh the most fascinating character of course was twitch his real name was luke yes. uh, luke Desangro, i believe his name was uh his passion was unbelievable his promo work he was one of those people that does his promos And you just, you can feel it like that he's ready to explode. And that's because of all the things he's dealing with. He's got Tourette syndrome, depression, anxiety. There's so many issues that he's got going on just in his own brain, trying to deal with how he exists, how he feels, how he is. And that affects how he interacts with people. And I could see Cage kind of like, if you can channel that into getting in the ring safely, that can come out as a character, but you still have to be okay as yourself. Like it's... So it's like wrestling can be therapy, but it can also go the other way. I've seen it. We've all seen it in the wrestlers that have fallen off the rails and it's gone terribly wrong. So he was a fascinating character. I wish him well. I can't see him having a successful career, but I'm hoping that this monster factory might just help him just help him deal with all his stuff. Maybe he comes out of it the other side, a stronger, happier person, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, and he even said that, I think he he said CM Punk saved his life, because of all the things he was doing, like, all the the things he was struggling with in his life, all these, you know, mental health issues, and he was looking to, you know, exit this world, and seeing a CM Punk promo took him off the ledge, so to speak, and Yeah. yeah, like you said, just fascinating, and just even using wrestling as therapy, even if he has like a small time indie career or doesn't have any career, but like you said, just is able to learn to deal with. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but learning to accept who he is and function, that's amazing in and of itself. And if if he totally. is able to have a wrestling career on top of that, that's just gravy. He could even get involved with like coaching in some
0: capacity at a monster factory Mm -hmm. or some sort of like in a school because he just had sort of a natural ability for a lot of what you need to know in the ring and out of the ring that just sort of came out of him because of all the struggles he's had. He was able to channel it into a character. So I could see him trying to, you know, I could see him coaching. I just hope, I just hope, wish him well. He seemed like an awesome mm-hmm. kid that's gone through a lot yep. and and I hope this uh works out for him. So the uh the last character that I thought was really interesting and and I really felt for her was was Gabby. She was like yes. the most experienced one on the roster. She was the one that like she's kind of like that veteran that like like when you have a job if you're a manager you got that one employee that like on a busy Sunday you just go okay well they're working today so we're fine. Don't worry. Gabby's here. You know, that one person that you can always trust and count on. Well, that's her. Does she have a future outside of the monster factory? That's the big question mark. Cause it seems like whenever they were having agents coming or scouts coming, she was never quite catching the eye of anyone. And, you know, it's one of these things, the older you get in wrestling, the harder it is to attract those those eyeballs, you know, and you could see she was like, you could see it. She had the skill. She was, she was fun on the mic. She's got the look, everything was good. Except the more time that goes by the, the, the door starts to shut. And I really felt for her. I, I hope, I I really hope that something can happen for her, but it really started to look like this might be the end of the road for her. And it, yeah. she, you know, she might look back on it in 10 years and go, what a great fun ride it was, but it'd be really disappointing for her right now. If it, if it ended before she, she hit that next level, you know?
1: Yeah i agree and you can even see i mean she spoiler alert sustains a little bit of an injury and how that messes with her mental attitude towards what's going on and kind of really makes her question her dedication to what's going on Mm, yeah yeah. and like you had said like being the trusty veteran that's always there but but seeing other people kind of get their break in being frustrated with why can't that be me? It's that is one thing that I really found interesting in this series is seeing people's struggles and how they dealt with them, not even necessarily overcoming them, but how they dealt with them. Totally. So, but every one of them is somebody that you could find yourself easily rooting for. Oh yeah. Big time. So I thought it was a great show. I enjoyed it
0: thoroughly. It's on Apple, Apple TV Um, sadly I did hear that it's not renewed, so there won't be any more, but I didn't, I thought it was just a limited series anyway. So for me, it was like, I thought I was just watching a glimpse into this place for one year. And that's what I got when I heard that they had canceled it. you, You get that weird little. Oh darn! Because now, just for a second, the idea of more sounds great, and it's taken away instantly. So if we don't get a second season. wasn't expecting one. It would have been nice. It would have been good for Cage to have another year. But yeah. I'm just glad that there was one one season up there. And I and unlike some of the streaming services that are pulling everything down, it's staying up. So people that haven't seen it, it's it's going to be on Apple Plus for for quite a while. From what I was reading, they're not they have no plans on pulling it down. So if you haven't seen yeah. it, you should check it out. So.
1: Yeah, no, a solid, solid series that if there were more seasons, obviously I would watch them because I loved this season so much. But it's one of those things of it's not the worst thing that it is just one self-contained season and on top and like who's, who's to say a second season would be great. What we do know is we got one great season and I'm okay with that. Exactly. Me too. By ending it like that, you, you,
0: you actually get an ending. Whereas whenever there's the possibility for more, everything's got to be open-ended. Everything's got to be until Mm. next time. And then if you get canceled, you're left hanging with whatever, even if it's a wrestling documentary, we may not hear the full story about a character or a person or someone's success story until we're going to get to the next year. That doesn't even happen. So, yeah, I like yeah. just wrapping it up. I think all shows should wrap up their season, even if they get another one. Complete complete what you're doing and then start fresh the next year. This one's just a one and done, but very
1: worthwhile watching. Two full thumbs yep. up
0: from Mr. Mini. So.
1: Yeah, good me too. And it's it's an easy commitment. Each episode is less than half an hour. Yeah. So it won't take you any time to go through this. And it's so easy to watch. You could probably watch it again very easily. It is very accessible and just a joy to watch. So do thumbs up for me too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Love it. Hope we get more shows like that. Awesome. Okay. Well, it's time to wrap things up huge thanks to all the listeners that joined us this week don't forget to subscribe and download the episode in your podcast app of choice every little bit helps us Uh, spotify users you can now interact directly with the podcast in app as we add q a's and polls for every episode so check those out and we even try and read out your responses so let us have them and you can now reach the podcast on instagram at murder gymnastics pod i try and post daily so pop on over fun memes pics and videos. And of course Paul, if people got nothing going on, what's in the game? Go watch some wrestling. Yeah.